Good morning, good morning. It's the Real Sports Science Podcast with David and Matt, episode 13. Let's go. Hello, everyone. Hello, hello. Um, we're back, we're back, we're back. Yeah. Just David line. I. Just David and I. Just David and I. Um, so <laughs> we, we've got a good, um, good little podcast lined up today. We're, good, we're back to the good format where hit it with some general chat, bit of sports news, one little snippet of a topic, paper of the week with David, and then a question of the week or rapid fire questions. You have to find out later. Yeah, stick around. Those are those are really fun. Yeah, that's why. Honestly, comes- I get so stressed out doing them. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to do it to you at some point. Maybe Share the love. Maybe a uh, next one then, so I can get myself yeah, prepared. Yeah. I'll, I'll I'll think of every <laughs> question you could possibly ask me. Yeah, you give me the questions that I'm gonna ask you. <laughs> Matt's got a job. Oh, Question yeah. mark. Yeah, yeah. I finally, finally, I start next week. Bit nervous. Oh, um, this has been in the pipeline for ages. <laughs> it took almost as long for them to get your DBS back than it did for you to get your masters back. That is true. That is true. But, needed, but the good news they, is they still needed three people to look at it. <laughs> good news <laughs> is I got it back, so that's okay. We're all happy now. So, what's the job? Um, so I am a gym instructor at a school, which should be good. I'll be in charge. I'll be walking, you know, I'll be taking all of the cleaning that I did at um, Powerbase and transfer it straight over there. Um, <laughs> You're going from professional rugby to prep school kids. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be an interesting change. I'm going to really I can't enjoy wait. it. I can't wait for the stories that come out of that. <laughs> yeah, each pod. Oh, I mean, it's just um, it's a long day. It's a long day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll have to do the podcast in the morning while you're nice and fresh. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then uh, that's ethics. I see something about ethics in the distance. Yeah, yeah. Last week was an absolute uh, whirlwind uh, of trying to get ethics in for my first study in time for the deadline, which was Monday sent a nice little email to the ethics lady being like, can we, can we submit late? And she's like, oh, yeah, as long as you have it in tomorrow uh, by a day's end. It's like, let's go. So, yeah, first ethics in for the first study. Already got some feedback on the ethics forms from the committee that I have to change. Just minor things like that I forgot to do. Mm. Ethics is such a weird one because it's like no one – really knows how to do it even the profs yeah (laughs) they're like yeah sure like do it like that and we'll just see we'll just see what happens i was like oh okay (laughs) that's fine um yeah so i guess just a matter of sending it in and then they let you know if you need to change anything so that's really exciting hopefully the first study will get going kind of in january I bet, I bet you're feeling a bit nervous or excited. I don't know. I'm so excited, but also so nervous because we're doing like, um, basically, we're going to have people do a, a several different tasks, static and dynamic, like jumping, counter movement, jump, box jump, pogos, mm-hmm. maybe some sprinting if we can do it. And then uh, some like iso isometric stuff as well. Okay. And then we're going to measure force and then hopefully do 3D analysis on it as well. Yeah, yeah. So it's just like all the logistics that go into setting up a laboratory for that, having all the like all the things that you need built, built. Where are you going to do it? How are you going to do it? It's a disaster. 
So there's definitely a lot of work that I have to do to get it going. And then I have to know how to do 3D motion analysis, which means I need to be up to speed on that software and MATLAB. Brilliant. That sounds like great fun, David. I'm so happy for you. <laughs> at, least, yeah, at least I have still a couple months to figure it out. Yeah, so that's yeah. basically just what I'm going to be doing in the next Jeez. two months. I'll tell you what, yeah, that's a lot to do. <laughs> but yeah. Um, well, yeah. yeah, so that ethics stuff's news to me. Um, amongst other news, welcome to sports news. So, England, they kick off a World Cup, their World Cup campaign with a strong 6-2 win against Iran. Nice. I, is I was, that a good win? That is, that is. I was not expecting a score that high, but England turned up and they managed to they managed to do it really well. Um, and then I thought, you know what, World Cup time, why didn't RSS give out their World Cup predictions? You know who didn't turn up? Who? England turned up. Argentina. I Literally, when I wrote this, I had like, I wrote this at the time before that game. And I love how like there's literal like new bits of the story that keep coming out. So then when it comes to filming the pod, you have to go, oh, yeah, and also this. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. It, Argentina couldn't beat yeah. Saudi Arabia's defense. Crazy. That's, that's crazy. Um, yeah, World Cup predictions. What do you think? What are you thinking? No clue, David. That's what I'm thinking. There's a lot of, there's a lot of people, but um, I think I'll back England on this one just so I can get um, the, the RSS fans on my side um, <laughs> I think I'll back England I think England could do it and if England do do it um, I'm looking forward to all the new public holidays that are going to come across <laughs> yeah word that's what that's the best part of it yeah yeah. Uh, Brazil is ranked highest right now yeah supposedly they have a 91% chance of making it Ooh. of winning sorry sorry of making round 16 72% chance of first place should we should we have like a little bit of a wager, David? I'll pick England, you pick Brazil. Winner keeps the podcast. Other one no, gets I'd... kicked off. <laughs> <laughs> I pick Germany. Germany. Nice. Oh, nice. Yeah, I get that. So England... I pick Canada, but I I don't I don't think. Oh wait, I, I, should, far. I should probably I pick even... Spain. <laughs> um, I picked Spain actually, so we both switched. Um, so yeah, Canada and Spain. There you they're go. higher. They're higher than England. So. Oh, okay. Then. Vamos, vamos, vamos. <laughs> or España there you go so I'll, I'll pick Spain uh, um, sorry fans of the RSS I guess you're not on my side anymore but um, I, I do pick Spain um, and then speaking keeping it to football I love how uh, all these sports news that I do it's either Formula 1 right and that's all yeah. the news it's either rugby yeah. all the news and now we've got football all the news so Ronaldo Cristiano Ronaldo have you seen a bit of this David um, there's a bit of controversy surrounding Cristiano Ronaldo's video with um, Piers Morgan he did an interview with him and then Man United were really not happy about it which is understandable and now they've responded and at this time <laughs> their response was unofficially you know we're looking into it we're going to speak to the lawyers and you know then decide on a an action I think it was yesterday at the day before filming this, um, Ronaldo has to leave Man United with immediate effect, which has been confirmed by both uh, mutual parties. That's something I read. Um, so yeah. Wait, why? What? What? I didn't. What I, was the interview about? Like, un, you know, and in, in putting a non-formal way, um, he just slated them. Like Ronaldo was really? Yeah, he was just slating hit the club, the players. Um, yeah, was not good. Was not good. Um, oh, and and he's he's basically getting kicked off the team. Yeah, willingly. Aren't they I paying? They both really have um, mutually left. Um, decided that's the best course of action. That's yeah. crazy, though. Yeah, 
Another thing that was crazy, have you seen the picture of, um, I'm sure you must have seen it, the picture of Messi and Ronaldo playing chess? Yeah, that's that, sick. that picture goes hard. That's sick. That's a really cool yeah. picture. Um, yeah. So yeah, imagine that. that there was another funny video that I saw yesterday of Ronaldo and some other guy. They like drew each other. Oh, Pepe. Yeah, yeah. that was funny. That was, that was funny. A <laughs> um, <laughs> little, little lighter. I know. Yeah. Talking about always sports news, we got football, F1. Yes. What's happening in the F1 world? I know. I did thought. I did think. Um, you know, what? I'll, I'll do a little, little bit of a switch up at the end. Bring it back to the good old F1. So, 2022 season's finished. Max Verstappen's won it. He, he's won it a couple races ago, but he's finally won it as the season comes to an end. Charles Leclerc and Perez going to the last race were on the same exact points, and Leclerc manages to pull through. And yeah, there you go. Leclerc second, Perez That's third. It. You, you gotta love. That's the unfortunate thing about the point system is when it comes to the last race, yeah. somebody could have already won it. So well, it's kind of the 2021 you know. season was an amazing season because that's when all the drama happened with Max Verstappen and Lewis Hamilton. But that you know, let bygones be bygones. That's 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 over to the next yeah. season. To the next season. So Ferrari, because that's what the that's what the fans want, right? They want that last oh, race, 100%. one race to decide them all. Mm. You know? Yeah. No. Hundred percent. And um, but yeah. Um, but yeah, that's all, all I've got for sports news. Let's jump in the topic of the week. But yeah, the, the topic of the week. So the topic of the week, I was, I was sat there thinking of what could we speak about? And, you know, we've, we've gone heavy into CV building. Well, we haven't got the heavy bit into CV building, but like building in the terms of like, you know, trying to progress into your career. So I thought we've gone heavy into that. We've looked at resisted sled sprints. We've looked at physiology, phys- physiology, Jeez. Still, still smashing those words, aren't I, David? But we looked at all these different <laughs> topics, and I thought, actually, we haven't looked into technology yet. So I thought, what are the best recent innovations and ideas in the sporting world, and why are they the best? So right. this will just be a nice, broad conversation to go over what have been the recent revelations in sport technology, and uh, see if we like it. See what else, you know? We'll just we'll just have a little bit of a conversation on it and test our opinions on it. So the first one, I thought, I thought wearable tech. So, I mean, you know, wearable tech being GPS, uh, heart rate monitors, you know, do you, you yourself use one? A heart rate monitor? Yeah, GPS. yeah. When you're training. I mean, GPS I would use, like, when I'm running. I'd use GPS for my watch, but not, like, yeah, to track how fast I'm going, how far I go. Heart rate monitor I use, yeah, as well, um, in specific scenarios when I want to track my heart rate. Mm-hmm. Um, when then I put a strap on. Um, Hello. Yeah, so I guess yeah, both of those I use when I'm yeah. training. And like, I mean, I use it as well. And I guess before it used to be, you know, so a niche sort of only professionals can use it. But now with, I mean, your Samsung watch or Apple watch or even Garmin, if you're that fancy, um, then, you know, you can use that yourself and it will help anyone progress into, into the sport they need to. So like I've just started running again, got my Strava ready, got my Apple, uh, my Apple watch, my Samsung watch ready. Um, and it just helps, you know, it helps store all the data. It helps collect data. And, it, you know, David, everyone in sports loves data. So with GPS oh. data, you can actually detect fatigue, manage fatigue better for athletes that have got such intense seasons. So and, and nowadays they're using even like wearable, te- uh, even like, you know, football players or rugby players, they've got a little GPS pocket in the back of their jerseys. They even yeah. got them nowadays where, you know, you can literally see on an iPad things progressing, the meters per second they're running, if they hit their top speed when they need to. It's it's amazing. And it's um, 
it's giving new insights to SNC coaches, to sports scientists, to see how we can better their training and refine it to make it more optimal, which I think yeah. is really, really interesting. Technology is such an interesting one because I think absolutely if it's used well, it could be, it could be, <clears throat> it could definitely help. I think the problem is, especially because it's new, is sometimes people rely on it a little bit too much and use it kind of as the end all be all instead of kind of a cog in the wheel to help. Uh, uh, but it's not, you know, the only thing that you rely on. I think the other th issue that comes with technology is the data involved to actually, because you can have, you know, you can collect all the data that you want and you could have, you know, gigabytes and terabytes of data. But if you don't know how to one, interpret the data or, or analyze it properly and interpret it to something that's actually usable, it's kind of useless. Mm. Or worst case scenario, it actually can be detrimental. Okay. Because you're not you're not analyzing it, or you're not. Um, oh, what's the word I just said? Interpret is the word I was looking for. If you can't interpret the data properly, it's useless yeah. or even detrimental. And yeah, it you just need to know how to it then fits again. I've said this so many times over different podcasts, but you need to know how it fits in your context. Yeah. And the other thing is too like technology for performance sport and then technology for the general user i think those are two different total different conversations i um so i think for performance sport obviously you need the support staff who knows how to deal with that data what data is best to use what to look at how to interpret it and not only that but then be able to feed it back to the coach or whoever is going to then use the outputs yeah. of the data in a way that they understand and that's valuable um, and I think with with the general user, it's similar because obviously they're their own support staff and they're their own coach and all that, right? And if they don't know how to interpret the data or maybe know of things that could go wrong or what to look for and maybe even what the data means, because um, it's great. You know, you go for a run, you get all these metrics, heart rate. Some of them have heart rate variability. Some of them just pump out like a stress value, whatever that means. Mm. It's probably a bunch of different things combined in an algorithm to spit out this value. Um, but if you don't understand them or have an idea of where they come from, then they're pretty arbitrary. Or like the stress or your recovery, like how is that? How is that? How do they calculate yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. You know, and I think some people then put a bit too much emphasis on those things. Yeah. Um, or, or, or simple things like, if I want to track heart rate, I'll only use a strap, like a heart rate strap. Yeah. Because heart rate, like on your wrist, is fine at rest. And it's pretty, it's decently accurate at rest. But as soon as you start exercising, the the accuracy or the reliability just plummets. Um, like I've been on, and, and then it also depends on what, what activity you're doing. Yeah. So like sometimes I've been on a hard bike ride. And because when you bike ride, you don't really use your arms. So your hands get cold. Yeah. I've been on a bike ride and it said my heart rate's at like 80. It's like, no, it's not. <laughs> you know? I'm dying here. It's, it's not. Yeah. And just, just even things like that, like somebody might go for a run without a heart strap because they think, sweet, I got it on my wrist. I don't need it. And then come back and their heart rate is, is, is going to be so much lower than it actually was. But they don't know that. Yeah. And, and so even things like that, I think 
the great thing is it's so widely available now and it gives you so many metrics and some of them I would say are very useful, but only if you know how to use them correctly. So just making sure that you have like the knowledge of how to do it. Mm. Um, and, and the knowledge of like, even make sure you're wearing a heart rate monitor, like a heart rate strap. Yeah. And I guess if you're actually wanting to track heart rate. Yeah. So like understanding what exercise. the technology you're using. Yeah. Okay. And then just and then just knowing like the the downfalls of it as well, like of because all those stress metrics are really they really just come from heart rate and not exertion. So you mm. could you could do a heavy weightlifting session, yeah, and, and it'll say your exertion was minimal, yeah, because your heart rate doesn't spike. Whereas if you're doing like a three rep max bench or something or squat. Yeah, like that's you're exerting yourself, yeah. but it it doesn't capture what you did because your heart rate's not high. Mm. So, so I think, yeah, just the education around how to use technology probably. So don't rely needs to be it needs to be better. So what you're saying is don't rely on one metric for all of your training. Yeah, just like take some time to understand where the metrics are coming from. Ask people. Um, yeah, and don't don't put your heart and soul into what your wristwatch is telling you. Yeah. Okay. There, there you go. There you go. Wearable tech. Um, <laughs> the next one. So I went off. I went <laughs> off on that one. That's <laughs> good. It's good. I enjoyed it. Paper of the week. Uh, so this is a paper that I was reading and kind of, formed a little bit of the basis of the first study that I'm doing. Nice. Um, How's the ethic forms on that? So good. <laughs> Spotless. No, just kidding. I already have things that I need to change. <laughs> I put ethics in and then they, they emailed me back like two hours later. <laughs> like, yeah, change this, change this, change this. <laughs> yeah, okay. That's the title is The Advantages of Normalizing Electromyography to Ballistic Rather Than Isometric or Isokinetic Tasks. And that's kind of irrelevant for what I'm going to talk about. Basically, they took, they took some people and they had them do some, some like maximal strength tests where they don't move. So isometric strength tests and then some jumps. Okay. And they looked at... They looked at um, EMG, so electromyography, which for anyone who doesn't know, that's similar to ECG, so electrocardiography, which is when you look at the impulses of your heart. Um, so it's it's basically measuring the the naturally occurring electrical waves that happen in muscle to make the muscle contract, and you can use EMG to infer muscle activation you can use it to see like coordination of muscle activation and you can kind of infer force although that gets pretty messy there's a whole bunch of things that you have to consider while using emg but i won't get into that <laughs> um but that that's just generally generally what what you can use it for and what it does uh and so they had these people they looked at emg they looked at some other things as well uh and they just compared of what does an EMG look like during a maximal strength test, so a maximal isometric task where you're pushing as hard as you can against something that doesn't move and comparing that to jumping tasks. 
And it was, what's really interesting is if you, if you think about it, EMG is looking at your muscle and your muscle yeah. activation. And so if, if two, if two activities are both maximal activities, you could, you would kind of assume that muscle activation would be similar in both. Right. Yeah. 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 Like if, if, if activity A is maximal, so you're, you're contracting your muscles as hard as possible and B is activity B is maximal. So you're contracting your muscles as hard as possible. What you would see on an EMG, which, you know, crudely looks at muscle activation, you would think both of them are the same. Yeah. Yeah. On a surface level. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what's really interesting is they didn't find that at all. <laughs> so, so when they looked at the EMG, um, kind of the amplitude of it, so how high the EMG was in a, in a in a range of muscles, they saw that the static ones, so the isometric tasks, the maximal strength tests, were f- by far lower than the EMGs in the sprinting and jumping tasks. Oh, wow. And usually there is a lot of error in EMG. Yeah. But the differences were, were sign, to the, like, significant and to the extent where you couldn't just say, ah, well, there's error. <laughs> it's just error. And so, so that's interesting. Like, well, why, why is that the case? And so they did it in kind of more the knee extensors, so like your thigh muscles. And so part of what my study is hoping to do is is similar. Look at EMG, look at force, look at torque, and across a very, very different dynamic and static tasks. And part of what we're going to look at is, are we going to find the same thing? And we're looking at different muscles that, this, that these ones looked at as well, because we're looking at the calf muscles, not the kind of knee extensor muscles, or mm. quads. Um, but it's just interesting that that in two maximal efforts, there the was, EMG is so different. Yeah, yeah, that is so. strange. Wow, that's that's actually interesting, and I can't wait till you do another like paper of the week on on your paper. Hey, yeah, and you can compare crazy. them both. That's actually crazy, though. Yeah, yeah, you wouldn't you would think it would be consistent a lot amongst the two. I mean, that would be the understanding or theoretical input, but yeah. The other side of it is like on a jumping, like a dynamic task, you have your um, stretch shortening cycle, which which comes into play, which is when your tendon can store energy by stretching and then release that energy in the form of force. Yeah. So the other thing is, you know, does your muscle have to activate more to support that energy absorption of the tendon and then release when you jump? Okay. Um, Yeah, that is actually really interesting. But then again, that has nothing to do the tendon and the muscle work together, but the EMG doesn't measure what the tendon's doing. Yeah, because it only like looks at the muscle. Uh, yeah. So, that's actually really interesting. Right. Yeah, so that's just a paper that kind of was part of informing what I'll be doing for the first study, which is which is always fun. Yeah, that's awesome. That's amazing. Jesus. Um. Okay then. Wow, hell of a paper of a week, David. You got me thinking now. That was a, that was a struggle. <laughs> oh. You got me thinking. Um, 
And I think whilst I was busy thinking, I think it's time for you to start thinking. I mean, even though you were thinking um, <laughs> during that whole paper of the week. <laughs> but um, yeah, time for some rapid Quick questions. Fire. Rapid questions, here we go. Yeah, this one, them? I've got a good couple. I've got a good couple. Do you? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Okay, are next you ready, week, David? Next week, I'm doing it oh, so that you have to answer the questions. Sounds good, sounds good. <laughs> are you ready, David? Ready. What's your favorite drink? Rum and Coke. When are you most productive? In the morning. Ooh. What's your favorite number and why? 19. It's my birthday. Nice. How do you start your day? <laughs> Wishing I could go back to sleep. Nice. What's something <laughs> new happening in your life right now? What? What's something new happening in your life right now? PhD is pretty new. Well, there you go. The newest thing. There you go. I mean, I would that's have said our, uh, I would have said the podcast because we both love this podcast. But I guess um, someone else, someone has other uh, his attention. Others, uh, I can't even speak. I'm so disgraced by your <laughs> answer. <laughs> but um, yeah, there you go. Oh, PhD. That's hilarious. That's awesome. Should we? Um... New PhD, new job, studies, exciting times. <laughs> Actually, you know what? I'll, I'll have... New and more and more exciting guests coming down the pipeline we have a lot i think we were trying to do we had a little you know we were thinking one a month maybe one every two months we're gonna have like 10 in one month but um yeah yeah we're hoping to get one more before christmas yeah we'll see if we can we can make that work and if not we're gonna be hitting heavy in in january february that's 100 percent. Sure. well thank you very much david once again love today take us out matt well guys this has been the rss podcast we're out.